So if you look at your tefillin, you'll notice that the, the bias of your tefillin shalrosh is very different than the tefillin shayad, and in a second you could tell which one is which. And the question is why? How do we know from the Torah that they should be different? It's you know there's there's a mitzvah of tefillin shayad and tefillin shalrosh. Where do we know that there should be a difference between how they are they are manufactured? So <clears throat> the Gemara Menachos tells us that. Whenever it's, it mentions tefillin shayat, it says la'ois ayadecha, and it should be la'ois. It should be one, and therefore our tefillin shayat is one box. And based on you know because it's one box, we have all four parshas written on one cloth, rolled up and put into the box of the tefillin shayat. By the tefillin shayat, it says lit taytafais, and the gemara menachas lamadam uh translates the taytafais as meaning four. That uh. There are four separate compartments, four bottom in your tefillin shorosh. And if you look at your tefillin shorosh, you'll see that there are four separate compartments, each compartment containing one of the parshias. And again, that was the Machlekes Rashi or Benutam and the other Rishonim of which parshias go in which box. But that's the Gemara, and that's why our tefillin shorosh has those four compartments. However, the Gemara says, since it says... And it should be for remembering Bene Necha and, and the other parasha of Tefillin that says that. So we learn out from there it has to be one box. You can't just take four separate boxes and each one has one parasha and put it on your head. That doesn't work. It has to be one. So that's why it's one Tefillin Shal Reish. Now there's Machlekes in the, in the, in the Rishayim and the Achorinim. What exactly does this mean? Let's say a person would take four separate pieces of leather that are, and they're Ibu Lashma, you make sure it's it's kosher, and you make four separate boxes, and then you either glue it together, you take another piece of leather, and you wrap it so that it becomes one. Is that considered one zikaron, one bias, one tefillin shalraish, or do we consider that four separate ones? So lechatchila we paskin, that lechatchila it should be one piece of leather, meaning you start from one leather. You start from leather, and you... And you uh, you form it to have four separate components, four separate boxes. And if you look at your classic tefillin that people buy today in your, in your farm stores, by your cipher, they are made using one piece of leather. Often the farm store will actually have on display, you know, different pictures of, of the process of the tefillin. And you'll see it's one piece of leather from beginning until end. That's the standard uh, tefillin that are mahadrin today. The ones that you spend upwards of, of $500 on those are going to be made from one piece of leather. What if someone would take four pieces and glue it together or wrap it with another piece of leather and then stick it together? So the Magan of Ram and the Taz both paskin that it's fine. <clears throat> and that's how that's how many that run in paskin. But they say, a person should not do this. So on the market, there's something called tefillin that are pshutais or pshutim, depending on their, uh, their dikdok. So those are definitely not uh, they're not. They're, they're considered simple ones. They're they're hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, depending on where you get it from. So it's beginners filling, perhaps in Kirov situations, someone doesn't want to spend you know so much money. So they'll be told to just buy tefillin uh, uh, shoot dice, and when they are ready to advance, they'll invest in a good a good period tefillin. So those are kosher. They're kosher. Many of the Chorin and like that, but they are not mahadrin. They are four separate pieces of leather. And they are then either glued together or stuck together. Now, once we mention the question of glue, there's a discussion in the Achorinim. Can, can, let's say you have a regular, you know, tefillin, one 
piece of leather that has four compartments. But you don't want the compartments to start separating. It's gonna get hot outside or cold and it's just gonna separate. Can I add glue and glue it all together? So, from Maker Adin, it's mutter, since we, we assume that glue does not, does not make it one. Although the Chayadam is bothered by that, he says, I don't understand. If we assume glue is one for the Tefillim Pshutas, and we'll pass in the Bidyavadu Yaitza, say, how could we take glue, which we assume works, to, to combine something, and then combine our four uh, bottom together, and still consider it that they are four separate uh, components, four separate compartments. So therefore, the Mishabur says it's better to avoid, and based on the Chayadam, better to avoid gluing the the four compartments to each other. However, the Mishabur does add that if it's, if it's going to keep the tone together, you should you could put a little glue on the bottom. So the the minog, the custom amongst the the uh, the Mahadrin tefillin is that they only allow glue up until the bottom third or maybe up to halfway up, up the tefillin, but they won't put glue on the top half of the tefillin compartments. There's a way to check. I wouldn't advise this, but the way to check it is by taking a, uh, a razor, and some of the, the, the siphon will do it if you ask them. Take a little razor, and they'll, they'll separate it and see if there was glue on the top half, and that'll be a way of figuring out if your tefillin do have glue. Now, historically, there was always gasoist tefillin and dakoist tefillin. Dakoist were... Or, or from uh, or much smaller, uh, come from a behemoth daka, but it's a thicker hide, and they would use like a goat, a goat uh, skin, to, uh, stretched over it. So <clears throat> they're sturdier, but they cracked and they were not able to be fixed, and they typically don't last a long time. So over you know in the past generation, almost all the tefillin you're going to buy, unless you're specifically looking for daka, they're much cheaper. You're going to get a gas-sized pair of tefillin. So just terminology to know. You speak to people from 30 years ago, and they'll be like, oh, I bought tefillin gas-sized, I bought tefillin dockers. Today, it's not even a conversation. Unless you're spending less than two, $300 on your tefillin, you're going to swarm, so you're spending a significant amount. You're going to get the mahadrin, the gas-sized pair of tefillin. Another halacha, the Gemara says, halacha Sinai, that the tefillin should be uh, rebuin, they, they should be uh, square. Now, what exactly, which part of the tefillin should be square? So, there's a discussion. The Gemara, we paskin that all of these, which three parts? So, the, the bias itself, the actual, uh, the box should be square. Now, it doesn't mean the height has to be square. It just means when you look at it from, from the top, you see that it, it is square. So, that's, the, that's one part. The second part would be the the titira, the titira is the base of the tefillin, so the base of the tefillin has to be square as well. You have to basically picture an imaginary square because our base of tefillin also has room for it's called the mavarto that that holds the the ritzuis. So ignoring that, you should look at it and make sure it's square. And the third thing would be the <clears throat> the tefiras, the stitching. If you look at your tefillin, your tefillin has stitching on top. If you, if you look right underneath the, the box, let's see, looking at your tefillin shalosh, so right underneath your box where your shin is, you'll see that there's stitching. You look on the bottom, you flip your tefillin over, you'll see the stitching there as well. They should be square. Those are those three parts should be square. That's halacha l'mayshim sinai. if they are not square, so your tefillin are puzzle. How square does it have to be? Do I have to take a magnifying glass? Do I have to start taking... Uh, you know, uh, measurements and everything? So the halacha is, as long as it looks... Generally, the general appearance is square. 
we say as long as the average person looks at it and says, yeah, it looks square to me, so that would be fine. And one does not need to uh, take, a, take a magnifying glass and, 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 or, or other, other methods of, of figuring out if they're banged up a little bit, if it's not a perfect corner that is not necessary for your tefillin. Uh, for your, for your okay. <clears throat> if you look at your tefillin shell, shell oh, just by the way, the, through wear and tear, often you'll see that this, it loses its squareness, so a person should definitely check it out once in a while to make sure that his tefillin are still square. If you look at your tefillin shalraish, there are two, on each side there's a shin. One shin has, has four heads, the other shin has three heads. Maybe we'll discuss at a different time where, where that comes from. But that's also halacha l'mashim to have a shin on the tefillin. Rashi learns out, Rashi over there says that this the shame shakai is is based on this. You have the shin of the tefillin shalraish, you have the dalid, the knot, of the tefillin shalraish, and you have the yud, the small little knot that's on your tefillin shalyad. So that's how you have the shame shakai. We'll discuss this when we discuss the knot of the tefillin, how important it is, uh, and what role it plays in the tefillin. So the same way we, we said there's different types of ksav on your cloth, so hello, so basically you would mimic that that type of ksav on your tefillin shalraish. So if you have an arizal ksav on your in your on your cloth and your parshias, so you should have an arizal shin on your tefillin. It's, there's a clear difference between the different types of shin, the basiyosif shin, the arizal shin, and the rambam shin. Let's say someone messed up, they made a mistake, or they they bought fancy parshias from one person and they they're using different batim, they totally forgot. So halachalamaisa, since we paskin that all, all the ksavim are good, and halacha is that a letter, as long as a letter looks like a shin, there, there are times, let's say, of a, a, a suffolk and a sefer tara, if it's possible or not, so they'll, they'll bring a child, and they'll ask the child, what does this look like? Let's say it was a mem. The child says it looks like a mem, so halacha is that's fine. So anyone looking at it will say it's a shin, so therefore be the yevad, you're definitely yad. So with a chachila, a person should have the same <clears throat> the same shin as his ksav. I saw the Piski Shuvas brings down an interesting minog, that there were those that would have ksav based Yosef uh, tefillin, but they would have the shin of the Arizal, Alpikabala, on their tefillin. Interesting, uh, interesting minhag. Okay, the, uh, there's a discussion in the Paiskim already. Does the shin have to have the regular din of ksiva? I mean, we're saying that, that it should, but is that really ma'akev? Does it have to have a din of ksiva? Or no, let's say a person just, you know, took a picture of a shin or something and stuck it on there. Does it have to have a din of ksivas hashin? So first of all, lechatchila, it should be touching the the base the same way the, it's, a, it's a real letter. It, should be, it, has, it has to be touching the base. That most person say is ma'akev. Additionally, there's another question, and this is a complicated and costly question, is <clears throat> does it have to be written the same way a shin in a Sefer Torah would have to be written? So there's a concept of chak taichais. Chak taichais means you scrape the inside, that's the definition of chak taichas, you scrape the inside. When writing, let's say a Sefer Torah, so you actually have to write the letters. You can't scrape away pre-existing ink to create the form of a letter. Because that's not called ksiva, that's called chak taichas. So the question is, if I need to have ksiva mamish on my shin, so how exactly do I do it? The easiest way would be to, to press with a mold and you push away the rest of your tefillin and you have a shin remaining. That would be the easiest way to do it, but that would not. That would be chak So, my if it works. 
the very, very cheap tefillin will do this. They'll use a mold, and you'll have chak by doing that. Again, they're not, they're not telling you it's mahadrin. And they rely on the achronim that say you do not need a real, real din ksiva by the shin. The way the mahadrin tefillin do it is complicated. They used to be, they used to just fold it, uh, fold away the outside, and then you, uh, you, you lift up the, sh- the inside, and that's how you get your shin. Oh, I'm sorry, you fold your outside onto it to create the shin. Today, for some reason, the tefillin are made so well that they don't do that anymore. So if you look, there's a book called Inside Stam, which I've been using over the past couple of shirim. He has an eight-step process that, that is typically done, and that's how your shin is made. It's fascinating. Maybe on Shabbos we'll, we'll you know, bring in the book and go through it. And then he has another way. Another way of doing it is with pins. So if you ever see someone doing it with pins, so there's an, that would probably be even more lechatchila. But you take a risk of making a hole in your tefillin, so he doesn't recommend it himself. But that would be the different ways how you make the shin on your on your uh, tefillin shalreish. Now, does tefillin show, does does our bottom have to be black? Do the bottom have to be black? So the Gemara doesn't mention anything. The Gemara mentions ritzuos that the straps have to be black. That's halacha l'moishim Sinai. What about the boxes? Taisu says no, no need. It could be just regular leather color. It does not have to be painted black. However, Rav Yisraelim argue with him and they say it does, and they say some type of kavuchaimer. Very difficult to learn a kavuchaimer from a halacha l'moishim Sinai, but they say kavuchaimer for sure. If the ritzuos has to be black, the bottom have to be black. Either way, all agree that it's definitely a hidder mitzvah to be black. They should be black. If it's scratched off, then one should um, paint it, make sure it gets black. We'll talk about how to do that. But it's not the same as Ritzuas. Ritzuas that are not black, you're not Yaitza. But bottom, you have Shidda Satoisvis and other Rishonim that hold that you'd be Yaitza even if they were not black.